Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here sending beautiful energy and hope across the globe to everyone handling their own very special or horrific challenges, whatever they are, but know that you are not alone, and it's so important to know that. We are here today, and did you know that happiness could be profitable? Many people don't realize that, and my guest today is someone who really understands that and has been able to teach that to so many, many people. And I'm talking about Dr. Raymond Pillay, who is a best-selling author and educator, and he partners with leaders, teams, and individuals to achieve high performance through the science of happiness. Yes, there is a science of happiness. Born in a war-torn excuse me, African village, Dr. Pillay's experienced both humble beginnings and the victory of the American dream. Dr. Pillay's unique journey has taught him what truly drives success. It's not who or what we are. It's how well we leverage happiness as well as harmony, which is the music of our lives. Dr. Pillay holds a Ph.D. in organization and management and has delivered global learning solutions to Fortune 500 clients, won numerous speaking awards, and landed his songs on top Billboard and U.K. music charts Today, Dr. Pillay artfully combines his passion for music and education to help people close the gap between potential and performance. Welcome, Dr. Pillay. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Joy, and I appreciate uh, being here with you. It's my pleasure. So most people don't think that happiness can make bring you profitable success and that's something we're going to focus on today but you have a really amazing story from your beginnings would you share that with our listening audience first yes uh, thank you for that um, uh, introduction I appreciate it so I'm going to take you back several years ago to a time in the 1960s where there was a Nigerian Biafran civil war this is in West Africa uh, millions of children are dying. Bombs are falling everywhere. And myself and my mother, amongst uh, many other people from our village, were displaced uh, uh, refugees running around looking for the next camp. We had no food, um, and we were afraid to die at every step. Um, in the middle of this, 
my mother did the most amazing thing, and this thing taught me at least two of my life's greatest uh, lessons. What she did was, instead of giving me food because she had none, and obviously she couldn't save me if we were hit, she would simply sing songs to me. She would tell stories with those songs and insert my name, Pele, into those songs. And the songs did a magical thing. What they did was they made me happy. And I found out that when I became happy, I forgot about being hungry. I forgot about being afraid. I I basically focused on the happiness, and from that, we survived. So the lesson I learned was that unlike what Maslow's hierarchy uh, has been misinterpreted to say, happiness comes before success. If you can embrace your happiness, it can actually guide you to your success and not the other way around. How many people do we know who have achieved massive uh, material success in life, but they're just not happy? But if you can bring your happiness along with you on the ride toward your success, then they will both arrive together. So that was the first lesson I learned about um, happiness and about um, life from my mother. The second one is related to content marketing. And we'll talk about that, I think, um, going forward. But I just wanted to answer your very first question about my early beginnings and how I got on this path toward profitable happiness. The second one, the second lesson I learned will discuss the issue of connecting happiness to profit whenever you're ready. Wonderful. Before we do that, you know, so many people today are going through challenges and they and they think, how can I be happy? How um People are, are having challenges financially in terms of, of what's going on with, with living situations because of uh, different climatic events happening. And yet your story is so beautiful. In the midst of everything that you were going through, what your mother did was, to, was really transformative in so many ways. And, and, and I think that's, a, that's so important for people to hear today. Despite what we're going through, there are those moments when you can just shift gears and really do that. So I have a question, and thank you for that, because I think people needed to hear that today. What is business storytelling? Mm. <laughs> Business storytelling. Uh, when I did my PhD in uh, 20, 2007, um, my focus was on the use of what we call business narrative or business storytelling as an entrepreneurial leadership best practice, as, a, as an approach to achieving business success. Now, business storytelling is everywhere. Everyone understands that probably the most powerful four words in the English language are once upon a time. The minute you say that, people relax, they become receptive, they become open to the possibilities. Um, what, what, um, hold on, just a second, please. Just a second, please. No worries. While we're waiting for Dr. Pillay, just think about moments in your okay. life for happiness. Go ahead. Yes, thank you. Um, So basically, business storytelling is a tool for helping people understand you better, divert their attention from whether you're going to be selling things to them or not, and just focus them 
on entertaining things or educational things or things that help to move the relationship forward. If we sell to people directly the first time we meet them, we won't get as great a type of result. We won't get great results as much as if we indirectly share information with them. And that's really at the core of business storytelling. And as I said to you earlier, the second lesson I learned from my mother, beyond the fact that her storytelling made me happy, was the power of storytelling itself and the power of content to divert your attention from the fears around you and focus you on the positives. If you think about uh, children in a car who are uh, going on a long trip with their parents, you know, they're always saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And if a parent is able able to, you know, strategically begin to divert their attention toward games or songs or stories, before you know it, nobody asks the question again, and we arrive at our destination. So think of business storytelling. Think of content marketing. Think of these tools as really strategies that help us build relationships with our intended customers in a way that is indirect and that gives them value as opposed to just asking for a sale. You know, I think value is so important. And not only does it give value, I mean, it also touches people's hearts and minds in a way so, like you said, it diverts them from from what else is going on. But it's also not about selling, as you also talk about, Dr. L.A. It's, it's really getting to something that, that ignites their their energy, their mind, their hearts in so many beautiful ways. So you talk a lot about social velocity as the key to entrepreneurial success. Tell our listeners what that's about. I find that fascinating. Yeah, thank you for that question. You know, I've been part of the online marketing world for quite a while, and I can't, I can't tell you enough how there's a, there's a pattern online, there's a behavior online that people don't seem to get enough of doing, and that is a person will connect with you, say, on LinkedIn, and immediately after they connect with you, they are beginning to sell you on something. They tell you how great their product is, how it solves your problem. They haven't even asked you if you have a problem. And that speed, that, that, that requirement, that hustle that people are so uh, you know, consumed with does not build relationships. It destroys relationships. People just delete you, don't want to be a part of you. And, and for people who don't even think they do those kinds of what I call speed hustle approaches to uh, business marketing and sales, we do them sometimes even in ways we don't realize because we're so focused on the outcome. We're so focused on getting that sale. And so I observed that, and I categorized that problem as really a problem of impatience, a problem of um, you know, instant, a need for instant gratification. And I thought, what metaphor can I use to help people understand a better way? Now, there's a better way. Instead of connecting with people and then trying to sell them things, the better way to do it is to have those people follow you. So you're not pushing. You are pulling. You are attracting. Now, how do you get people to follow you? You become a thought leader. If you think about the definition of leadership, the one that I like the most anyway, I'm sure many people define it in different ways, 
there's a saying out there that if you think you're a leader and you look behind you and no one is following, you are not a leader. You're just taking a walk. <laughs> I believe <laughs> I believe that if you truly want people to come to you instead of you having to keep knocking on their doors, you've got to become a thought leader, and they therefore have to follow you. Now, what happens is when you switch from the speedy approach of trying to connect with people and sell them things, and you move to an attraction approach of people moving towards you, you've actually done the same exact definition difference between speed and velocity. See, when we think of speed, speed is defined as uh, gaining, you know, uh, movement and, and, and speed in, in, in a location that doesn't have to be defined, in term, meaning you could be going very fast without actually moving in any location, moving in any direction. You could be going fast on a treadmill and, and not moving. You could be going fast on a, my, my favorite, a hamster wheel and not making any movement, okay? So the, the requirement of direction and movement does not exist in the definition of speed. But velocity differs from speed in the sense that it is all about movement. It is all about a change in location and in a direction. So when you talk about I am going 60 miles an hour, that's just speed. I could be going 60 miles an hour standing still. But when you say I am going 60 miles an hour north, that is, that is the definition of velocity. And so the way I look at business is that we have to move our customers toward us. We have to create a velocity, okay, that is, is us moving as opposed to creating sort of this hustling, speedy, hamster wheel approach. So really the idea of social velocity is what I call a new paradigm in the way we think about marketing. There have been two phases of marketing so far. The very first one was called interruption marketing. You know, you're, you're, you're watching TV, and before you know it, this advertisement comes on and interrupts your show, and you hated that, and you just didn't want that to happen. So a, a gentleman named Seth Godin wrote a book called Permission Marketing that changed that paradigm. Everyone adopted his approach, and his approach was simple. Ask for permission and then sell people things. And that's what the Internet has adopted, okay? So you get an opt-in, you come into someone's email list, and then, it, then they sell you on, on things. But the speedy hustle that I've been describing has now overtaken permission marketing. And so the minute people get connected to you in any way, they flood you with stuff. I like to call it the value vomit. They vomit their value on you, okay? And you don't want that. And so the new paradigm we need beyond permission marketing, today's permission marketing, is social velocity. The idea that your brand has movement People are coming to you automatically. That's what social velocity is all about. And I teach it. I have tools for it. And I've developed a software program and community called Velocity Jam that delivers content marketing and social velocity. Well, I think everybody needs to get a hold of that, especially people on LinkedIn, by the way, because when I connect with people, just like you said, I am fl flooded by emails to go here to buy this to whatever let's have a let's have a call and I'm getting angry. <laughs> I found myself really get it's like leave me alone, which is not the attitude that I want to have in terms of social connection but but you're right. I mean that we people need to figure out another way 
and it's not just about hustling me because I don't I don't want to be hustled. And that's so important, social velocity. So I think everybody needs to get a hold of of what you're creating, really. I think that's so important. All right. So you talk so much about building your teams and how valuable our team members are, and I totally agree. I've written about that as well. So how do we engage our teams when we're working in business even and let's say just even individually when we're working with our families how do we engage them in helping them and helping ourselves create more success whether it's in business or life so i think there are two things that need to happen first of all there is great team leadership right and then the second mm-hmm. thing is there's great team membership Many people talk about team leadership, but few people talk about team membership. And in order to get both of those working well, we need to do assessments of the current situation. What do, what do we mean by assessments? You know, as, as, a, as a, um, a student and a practitioner with a Ph.D. in organization and management, I am very, very much involved in all the psychological assessments that are out there and all the data that you need to collect in order to truly know what's powering your leadership or your teams and so on and so forth. And that kind of knowledge is really important for people to have if they're going to move the levers forward uh, regarding their, their teams. Now, I wrote a book called The Seven Songs of a Successful Team, and I love that book because it was my chance to bring the metaphor of music uh, into teamwork. Now, you can see I love metaphors uh, with the whole social velocity one we just talked about. But this particular book, uh, The Seven Songs of a Successful Team, I love that book and I love it because what I talked about there is the fact that there is a powerful similarity between what makes great music work and what makes great teams work. And so if you understand the elements that deliver a great song, a great piece of music, and you simply basically transpose and copy what makes one level equal the next level of that model. I have a whole model that I've built up that describes this. You find that you can really assess your team and your leadership in a very clear way. So what are we talking about in terms of elements? We're talking about um, personalities. We're talking about strengths. We're talking about emotions. We're talking about vision. We're talking about trust. We're talking about habits team habits, and we're talking about results and success and how you define that. Those seven elements, those seven elements must be understood at a high level as to whether or not something is working well or not working so well before you dive in deep into giving people a Myers-Briggs or a Hogan or a Brookman or some other deep psychological assessment of personality. There are so many different types of elements that come together to produce a great team, just like there are so many different elements that come together to produce great music. So I won't go into too much depth because not everyone's a musician, but as a musician myself, I mean, I was just, I was floored by the fact that the neuroscience of music has these seven exact steps and levels um, that go from the different elements of music, like pitch, timbre, rhythm, melody, harmony, I mean, my goodness, and when you put those seven music elements next to the seven team elements, it's like a perfect parallel match. And so I used it to explain how we can start by fully understanding and assessing our team at a high level 
before we dive deep into the psychological uh, assessments that are out there. So that's it. I think assessments are key. High-level assessments are very important, so you have a sense of your team right from the beginning, kind of like uh, the, the, the five dysfunctions of a team, right? But this is the seven songs um, of a successful team. I love it, Dr. Pele. I really do. I think it's great, it's, and I think it's so important. So, I lo- And also, you have such a beautiful background in music, and you have also talked about how we combine that happiness and music. You've talked about how it works with with team building and with looking with with members of the team and moving forward. How did how do and and I believe I I know this, but I want our listeners to know this. How do happiness and music come together for for success? Interesting. So first of all, one of the things that most of us in organizations, I believe, miss out on is the importance of happiness with our employee base and our teams. We think very much about what we want to get out of our teams, but we don't focus enough of our resources on who the team members are and and learning more about them. And as we've discussed, getting assessed is really an important beginning. So happiness of individuals is well proven to be a key to um, personal, professional, and organizational success. But where it connects um, with music is really the question of harmony. Music has, you know, there was a study by McKinsey. I can't remember the timing right now, but McKinsey had a study that said 97% of all people asked about what makes a team work well said, um, or sorry, about what makes a team not work well. They said lack of alignment. That was the language. Right. In my world, yes, in my world, alignment means harmony, the same word. So a lack of harmony is what's causing our teams to fail. Now, I ask myself a simple question. Where in the world, where in nature has harmony been perfected so I can go copy it? Because if you think about how the Wright brothers created the first airplane, all they did was ask the question, where in the world has something in nature learned how to fly so we can copy it? And they studied wings, they did, a, sorry, birds and wings, and did a lot of research on how birds fly. The flight of birds is what gave us the flight of airplanes. And then they created airplanes out of that. And so I simply asked the question, hey, where in nature has this thing called harmony been perfected? Take a guess, music. Music has enforced rules that make it impossible for you and I at a neurological level to not understand if music is good or bad. The minute you hear a bad chorus, people singing off, off key, it doesn't matter which culture you're from, what language you speak, you will know that's bad music. And, and the, the converse is true. Immediately when you hear good music that's in harmony, you know it's good. That's the same with a team. When a team is not in harmony, the market will tell you that, the results will tell you that, the leadership will tell you that, the stakeholders will tell you that. But when a team is in harmony, the results will follow suit. So that's the link between um, happiness and teams and its parallel in music. It's the word harmony. You know, I think people also need to understand that in re- in relationship to their families and their their other kinds of connections, relationships, cause, because we need harmony. And 
like you said, music is, is, is such a beautiful way of also bringing us together and finding the joy and the happiness component within it. So I love it. It's beautiful. What are you working on now? Well, I am very excited because we are just coming out of our um, our beta with our software, which is called Velocity Jam. Um, you know, <laughs> there I go again. I brought the music into Velocity. <laughs> because, because, you know, if you think of uh, a jam, a jam is essentially when musicians come together and they produce beautiful music without even having to know who who they are with each other. They, You know, musicians just show up and they say, hey, we're playing in the, in the key of C today. And we give you a tempo and boom, everybody jumps in and they make beautiful music together. That's a jam. Now, on social media, we have the big question of how do you get high-value clients with content marketing, right? Um, for example, on LinkedIn. And one of the things that helps that happen is when you get engagement from a lot of people. When, when people engage on your posts and on your content, the LinkedIn or any other social uh, network, the algorithm will actually take your post and make it go further so more people get to see it. And the way you do that is by having people come together and like your post, comment on your post, react to your post. Now, you could either put that out by yourself and you realize that only two or three people see your post ever because these algorithms, I mean, there's so many millions of people and so many things being posted on these uh, social networks, you will not be seen, period. And so if you want to be seen, what you need to do is coordinate and make sure that other human beings who are interested in your topic, who care about the things you write, get a chance to see them and then come together and comment on them, engage on them, so that the algorithm will pick up your post and push it further. So that's what we call a jam. When you get together, you jam, and then that jam gives velocity, movement, to your posts, which then creates um, you know, uh, the, the, the opportunity for more of your ideal clients to see your stuff and maybe even become, become clients. So are you actually helping people do that? What are you doing with your, with your jam? So a gem actually does more than that. That's just kind of a quick way of explaining it. Explaining it. Um, Velocity Jam is both software and a community of people who help you do three things. First of all, because you're a community, um, you can give each other feedback. You can give each other um, uh, the kind of you know, content marketing support that you would not get if you just posted by yourself. These are people who are seeing your posts and can tell you, hey, this looks good, this does not look so good, you know, and so on. So from the inside, you're getting better at your own content marketing and your own branding. That's a very big and important thing to do because the better quality content we have, the better relationships we can build on the outside. So that's number one, relationships. The next thing is the engagement part, which I've already talked about, which is to get you more reach in the social network so that, you know, more than three people see your posts. And then the third but most important thing, in my opinion, in many ways, is results. And results is all about analytics. You know, if you're driving a car and you, you have blindfolds on, you, you will not get very far. You need, to be able to see, <laughs> you need to be able to see what you're doing, what's working, what's not working, so that you can pivot or you can improve or you can do more of this or less of that as you go down the road. And that's what analytics gives you. Um, that's what graphs 
give you, you know. So we provide results like that in real time so that you can know immediately how your content is working or not working. So it's really about, uh, so Velocity Jam is software and a community that solves those three problems. Helping you build authentic business relationships, helping you increase the reach of your um, posts and your content, and then giving you results so that you can understand the analytics over time. So we call that the three R system. I love it. Now, is that ready for people at this point, or is that that still in the works? It's ready. It's done. Um, as I said, we're just coming out of our beta, and um, we have uh, clients and users on it right now, and uh, we're always uh, happy to have more clients and users. It's at velocityjam.com. Wonderful. I think that that's something that, that many of our listeners need to pay attention to. You talk about how we can actually invent our future. So I love that line. Can you share that with our listeners? You know, it's interesting because um, your questions um, remind me of uh, one book or the other that I've written. I've written six books now. <laughs> I'm on my seventh. And so You're amazing, that, by that, the way. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That particular question uh, comes from um, uh, a book I wrote called The Story of You. And, you know, I was an executive coach at the time, and I basically came up with this idea. I'm not sure it's very unique, but I really loved it, which is the idea that we are all living a story. And this story we are living has a pattern. And if you look at the greatest stories ever told, from you know the Bible stories to Jesus Christ to um, anything in Hollywood, a lot of them follow a format. I call that the five C's. You have a context, you have a challenge, you have a um, you have a change that happens. Um, if you think of Star Wars, the change came when Yoda helps Luke Skywalker understand who he truly is. I mean, and then you have a climax where results happen, and then you have a conclusion or a moral of the story, if you will. So those five C's happen everywhere. And I realized that if we can look at our lives as a story, stories leave clues. We can actually go back in time, look at the life we've already lived, take what's working and what's not working, and then construct <laughs> a complete story for our lives, and then put it into place proactively. Essentially, create your story, invent the future. Okay, so for example, in my life, I've worked hard on my story for years. I mean, there are many things that happen to all of us in our lives, but I've picked that one that happened to me from my mother as the signature challenge and change that put me on the path to where I am. And so I've been writing that story over and over. I've written it on on my blogs, on my website. It's in the things I think about. It's a, my, my podcast is called Profitable Happiness. It's everywhere. And so I literally wrote the story of my life when I wrote that book, and I, I decided I was going to be this person who, who went from this challenge to this change to this climax and so on and so forth, and it's coming true. Um, so I would encourage anyone who, who thinks that the future is uncertain to look at the past. What clues has your life already left for you? Construct a story from what has already happened. Take what's good and, and, and eject what's not so good and proactively create what, what's to come. 
you know, it's so powerful. And your story that you shared at the beginning of the interview is is something that everybody needs to pay attention to because we all ha- we all have different kinds of hardships, different kinds of challenges, and how we emerge from them, how we get stronger. We do have those stories that you're talking about, Dr. Pillay, and we can look at those to help f- us formulate our future. So, so that's beautiful. I am just so excited about everything that you're doing. I want all of your books. I want <laughs> I want everything. So <laughs> tell our listeners how they could get a hold of, of everything that you write and sing and produce and because I think everybody needs needs more profitable happiness, needs more connection to who they are and to their own individual and um, business success. I couldn't agree with you more, Dr. Joanne. And I, I would say, in fact, on my website, it says, you deserve profitable happiness. We all <laughs> deserve it. I, I really believe that. So anyway, um, the best way to get a hold of me is um, drpele.com. That's D-R-P-E-L-E.com. And that is sort of a hub where everything uh, I do exists. There you will find my social velocity work. Uh, you'll find a link to Velocity Jam, the software. Um, also, um, Profitable Happiness is, uh, beyond being a, a podcast, it's also a 90-day course um, where I use a very, I, I think, unique in the industry approach to uh, training. It's called one-on-one mentoring online. <laughs> so many people do group programs, and they're looking for millions of dollars by giving people no attention just throwing them into a vault of video. So I focus on one-on-one mentoring, the traditional approach to teaching, where you listen to a person, you get feedback, sorry, you give them feedback, um, they go work some more, they come back, give them more feedback. I mean, that's how you grow, not just watching videos. So Profitable Happiness is a 90-day one-on-one mentoring program with me. And then um, I have the, my third product is Building Teams, the seven songs of a successful team. So all of that can be found at drpalay.com and then, of course, velocityjam.com. For those who want to do content marketing on LinkedIn, that is uh, where you would go for that. You can just join us and uh, start jamming. Wonderful. And that's on LinkedIn as well? Uh, yeah, actually, that great point, great point. Um, LinkedIn is probably another great hub where you can find me. And um, you could probably, I think you'll probably, I'm assuming you'll have the link to that on your show notes, but... Um, my I LinkedIn do. URL, okay, good. Yeah, my LinkedIn URL is just Dr. Pele, D-R-P-E-L-E. And the way it works is LinkedIn has its own first part, which is linkedin.com forward slash I-N, and then forward slash yours, which is for me, Dr. Pele. Right, beautiful. Yeah, we've, we've already posted it on for you for your profitable happiness on, on LinkedIn and other places. So we are out of time. I could listen to you forever. <laughs> Can you share uh, with our listeners what you want them to take away? There's so much, but, but kind of a little bit of summing, summation or ending to all the wonderful that you do, Dr. Pillay. Um, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Joanne. I, I, would, I would ask everyone to... Close your eyes someday and think seriously about what makes you happy. I like to say that happiness leaves clues. And 
ignore those people who tell you that your only path to success is blind hard work and doing things you don't like. What makes you happy is also what inspires you. What inspires you is what will allow you to inspire others. And your influence comes when you can inspire other people. So step into your happiness and and use it as a tool for creating profit. Don't abandon it because you'll wake up one day profitable at a job you hate. So I would encourage everyone to really think of the idea of profitable happiness. It's not just a, a combination of two words, but has a real call to action that can change our lives for the better. Beautiful. Thank you so much for all that you do, for helping to shift lives and businesses and to get people to shift their thinking and their mindset to connecting with what makes them happy. And I think it's in a soulful, beautiful way. And to remember that what makes you happy is also what can bring about success in in a very unique wonderful and I don't know if that that easy but it's certainly easier than working for something that you don't like and 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 not feeling a sense of fulfillment so this is a beautiful way beautiful things that you're doing and I am so glad that I've met you thank you same here Dr. Joanne you have a wonderful day thank you you as well so think about all that Dr. Pillay said in terms of what you can do for yourself and also for your team. You need to be able to find that sense of alignment and harmony. And and what Dr. Pillay has talked about is that focusing on your success, thinking about your success and being able to channel that happiness into your success is what's really going to make a difference. So success just by itself doesn't really do much. It it has to have that other link to the happiness and harmony that Dr. Pillay has talked about so wonderfully and so beautifully. Think about what you have in your life, something small, something that maybe somebody could consider insignificant, but that doesn't matter, something that makes you happy. Something that makes you happy, that's within you, that's external. I love watching the birds sing. Something that that happened in the course of a day, even through the trials and tribulations that you're facing. And focus on that. Focus on that to actually change your day, change your attitude, and even change your interactions with other people. Remember that you deserve to be able to have happiness, to empower your life, and to feel good about what you're doing in the world and to make a difference based on what your heart is telling you. Have a beautiful day, and thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.